Hi everyone and welcome to this week's yellow card. It's been a slow week because there's been only I think a handful of matches. I think four matches this week depend. But nevertheless, there are a lot of talking points as always. And again, I really don't know where to start because so many subplots. Not only in the English Premier League, but even if we talk about the FA Cup, United played a slightly weakened side or the subpar side and actually lost to a strong Leicester side. Apparently, Aguero has been complaining. Aguero states that his Man City teammates don't pass him the ball. When was the last time you heard that? And that too. Given the fact that Aguero is kind of a someone that has been the talisman for Man City for so many years and led them to that first title, so surprise, surprise there. And in other news, they're clearly not interested in renewing Aguero's contract. And a little body told me that Ings may actually replace him, so that's big news. Also, apparently Bale is ready to return to Madrid now. While I understand that it is not Madrid's call whether they want him or not, I dare say they probably don't want him, and neither do Spurs. Clearly, not willing to pay three hundred thousand quid for the kind of return they've got, even though he started playing lately. And then, finally, I think we can talk about the much-anticipated Champions League draw. There's definitely a easier half and a more competitive half. There's it's going to be interesting because I think all the teams. I would say no disrespect to Porto, but otherwise all the teams are big teams. And remember, Porto have also won this in the past with Mourinho. It was, I think, itself and his famous touchline run. Anyways, Devain, how are you? And what are your thoughts about everything that I've just said? And where would you like to start? Take your pick, please. Hey, Chirag, what's up? Yes, uh, you've opened up a lot of topics, but uh, I think let's start with uh, the one with Manchester City and Aguero and his complaints. I think it's very plain and simple. He's not played for majority of this year, and for majority of that part, Manchester City have played without a centre forward. So it's I think just clearly a case of uh, the midfielders not expecting anyone to be in that position and not passing the ball there. And so well, it's not really about that. It could actually be that he's been frozen out as well because. Quite frankly, it's not about that. Not in that position. Kevin De Bruyne had a clear chance to play him in. Opted for Mares instead. Mares had a clear chance to play him in, and again didn't. So, as far as I'm concerned, it could well be the case of him being frozen out at City and not being a favorite for Pep anymore. But anyways, I mean the the rumors were there since the start of this season that he may not continue after this season. This might be his last season. And now there are more and more rumors coming in about. Firstly, there was Messi coming in. Then there's Haaland. Now there's Danny Ings. So there clearly, I think there is a clear message being built here that you know there are options available for Manchester City. It's not that they are under pressure to. Sign or extend Aguero's contract. Agreed, but he's been such a fantastic servant of the football club, uh, an ideal per se. I would actually not be surprised if you actually end up with a statue of Aguero outside the Man City Stadium. I think uh, wasn't it his last-minute goal that got them the first title? So uh, I think it's kind of ruthless that he finds himself in a position where he doesn't get the ball from his Man City teammates, given. The kind of service he's had over the last decade for this club. No, I I think you're just trying to spark something here, but I don't think there's much to it because I mean one odd game 
doesn't get the ball a few times it's okay it happens with every striker it happens with every player all the time so it's not really much just the fact that he went out and spoke about it is probably the issue here not the fact that he didn't get the ball at all which is my point the pain i didn't like the match he did <laughs> yeah exactly but then there's there's not much to it i think uh, maybe if it happens over and over again then probably more of a talking point but more of a talking point in this case is that the possibility of Man- manchester city looking at danny ings as a potential replacement of aguero well honestly that surprises me i would tend to think that they would go to someone like haland because in my opinion that's just going to be explosive if they end up getting haland to city he's going to be absolutely unstoppable and when you even talk about which kind of a striker they were they would want if i were in their position i probably won't opt for lionel messi i'd go for a haland because he is definitely the future so for me danny ings has had the season of his life i think last season or so so if you take into account this season and the last he's really done well for himself at southampton but when you're talking about a city side that is absolutely lethal I'd probably look at Ings in a support role for Haaland if I had to look at Ings probably I would I may prefer him to Gabriel Jesus who I think has while he's done well I wouldn't say that he's managed to cement himself as a number 9 or even as a you know I I think he's a good substitute for Aguero but he won't exactly lead the line for City so I I would probably be comfortable with Ings playing the Gabriel Jesus role rather than him looking at being the main striker for City yeah no I agree I agree completely with on that moving on the vein where would you like to go let's go to the other side of Manchester Neville Gary Neville was not very happy with the kind of side that Solskjaer has chosen to play for the FA Cup and it was a slightly weakened side having said that not not a side that doesn't have the firepower to win but they were definitely outplayed by Leicester so what are your thoughts there because they could have actually made a run for that FA Cup uh, and and now they're simply quite simply out i think it's Leicester versus Southampton if i'm not mistaken in one of the semi finals so it would have been a, a a super chance for united to go to that final yeah i actually i was prepared to come here and say you know that manchester city and manchester united both are fighting on multiple fronts and uh, though manchester city are fighting on four fronts Manchester United are still fighting on three fronts but now one of them is gone and uh, I mentioned uh, sometime back that you know Manchester United is currently a big club with a small club problem that means if when you take a couple of key players out like Bruno Fernandes and maybe say a Rashford the attack completely fizzles out and that is what happened here I think Bruno Fernandes was rested not started uh, so and completely nothing go from from the going forward point of view for manchester united and it's surprising because there is a break immediately after this i mean you don't need to rest bruno fernandes for portugal obviously portugal thanks uh, olegan solskjaer but then as solskjaer he needs to be uh, that lethal or that cutthroat or borrow something from mourinho in that that uh, that aspect because you saw with mourinho harry kane played 120 minutes on thursday and then he still started the game on sunday and played almost the entire match because he knows that immediately after this if okay if kane is not feeling well or tired he's going to have to be rested by the england manager that's not mourinho's problem something similar could be done by solskjaer you should play bruno fernandes one more game then you have a break of 10 days if he's tired he doesn't play for portugal it doesn't matter he comes back to manchester united fresher 
I agree. I, I, I mean, I have no explanation to what Shoskaya was thinking over there because that was a very good chance. And, and, and definitely, I think, no disrespect to Leicester, they played a wonderful game. And Brendan Rodgers' side, who have done terrifically this season, continue to do so. And it's their chance to probably, again, no disrespect to Southampton either, but they're clearly the weaker out of the four sides that are left in the competition. And this is Leicester's chance to actually come to the FA Cup final. Moving on to Payne, Bale. He says he's very clear he really came to Spurs to become match fit for the Euros and is ready to go back to Madrid at the end of the season. What are I your think, thoughts? Because do 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 Madrid want him back? <laughs> I, I, I think it's a very uh, shrewd plan from Gareth Bale because he wasn't getting game time in Madrid. Not that he was interested in getting game time for Madrid. So he came to Tottenham. It took him good six months to get fit, match fit, somewhat match fit. And now he started putting in some performances. He goes to the Euros, plays for Euros, goes back to Madrid, continues another one-year holiday. And then he can see where what happens, where the chips may fall, they fall. Well, I don't think it's shrewdness. I just think that it's a way of him saving face because he's not been able to prove himself at, at, at Spurs. And whether you like to say that Mourinho didn't play him enough or whatever the case may be, he's only recently started performing. And bear in mind that I don't think he's performed majestically against any of the bigger sides. It has just been in the Europa League or against weaker Premier League clubs. So while he's performing better... I don't think he's remotely match fit to the level he was even a couple of years ago. And I'm not really sure that Spurs are inclined to pay 300,000 quid a week on his current fitness. Not to mention that Mourinho may not even be in the job, so it may not be his call. But I really don't see Spurs wanting him. And I'm not sure, yes, while Madrid, it's not about a choice. But I don't see Zidane or anyone else from Madrid picking up the phone and saying, Okay, Bale, we want you back. You're in terrific form. So for me, it's just a way of him saving face. <laughs> yeah, but what happens if Mourinho stays in the job and Kane leaves Tottenham? Then do then do Mourinho and Tottenham want to keep hold of Bale or no? I wouldn't. I would probably still put my money on Vinicius, and he just scored uh, his first Premier League goal uh, this past weekend, if I'm not mistaken. And remember, he's not really been presented with those kind of chances because of the strike force of Bale, of Son, of Lucas Mora. And 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 it, it, it's just not really... It, so there's Kane, there's Son, there's Lucas Mora and there's Gareth Bale. So he's really been put behind in the pecking order. And I think while I, I've read somewhere that they don't really want to convert his loan move, I probably would because whenever he's come on, whether it's the Europa League or as a substitute in the Premier League, he's definitely performed. Yeah, I agree, agree with that. But... Uh, yeah, that that brings us to an interesting point. Is Jose Mourinho going to hold on to the Tottenham job after this? And uh, are the rumours about Harry Kane being keen to leave Tottenham actually have any weight behind them? Or how do you see this? Well, for me, for me, it honestly comes down to whether A, first can win a trophy and bear in mind they need one good performance, one match it, where they outperform City or get lucky against City and they take the Carabao Cup home. So for me, it depends on two things. Number one is, can he deliver a trophy? And number two, can Mourinho get them into the top four? And if he does both these things, then I think there's a chance that Mourinho keeps his job and there's also a chance that Harry Kane may stay. Having said that, if he does neither of the two, which I believe is probably going to happen. I think he's going to do neither of the two. And when he does neither of the two, it's going to be curtains for Mourinho. 
because I think it's ridiculous that Daniel Levy has fired someone he gets along with so well in Pochettino for Mourinho. And they've probably done worse under Mourinho for all argument's sake. They've done a lot worse. And I don't see a reason why Harry Kane is going to want to stay at Spurs because at the end of the day, every footballer likes to win trophies. They're there to win, to play. And and Harry Kane has been a big servant of Spurs. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he heads elsewhere in search of silverware. That's for sure. Yeah, but I, I really doubt a Carabao Cup victory can save the job or be considered a successful season for Mourinho. But anyway... No, he needs to do can... both. He needs to do both. If he wants to save his job, he needs to get Spurs into the top four and win the Carabao Cup. A big hurdle for the Carabao Cup. The Manchester City would be fighting for the quadruple. Well, you never know if, if Aguero's put in there and he doesn't get the ball. Maybe, maybe... <laughs> Well, that's something to think about, that's for sure. Before we move on to the Champions League, we've already discussed Mourinho. What are your thoughts on Solskjaer? I think before, uh, I think this middle of this week or before the Milan match, we made some statements about trophies are just for the ego and it doesn't matter. You don't judge progress by that, which came as a big surprise to me because... You know, a club like Manchester United, having won so much already in their past, would want to regain that glory. And even if it is just for the ego, a club like Manchester United needs to have that ego. A manager of Manchester United also needs to have that ego. Saying that, you know what, I'm going to go out there and win the Europa League or the FA Cup or what, whichever competition I am in. So that was a little bit of surprise. And they've, in the past couple of years kind of reached the quarters, the semis and, you know, lost, which is, uh, I think, one should guard against because you don't want that to become a habit. Absolutely, Dipen. I I don't see why they should not aim for trophies. I mean, a, a, a club like United with such great history and the likes of Ferguson and especially, remember, Stroska comes from that Ferguson school of thought, of the way they played, the winning mentality. I'm surprised that uh, things have gone the way they have. Having said that, yes, they've done reasonably well for themselves in the Premier League this season. But uh, if you look at what happened to them during the Champions League, there's no excuse. I mean, uh, it, it was appalling the way they folded in the Champions League. So it's topsy-turvy for Solskjaer as well. I think overall, I he still needs time. He still needs to be given the benefit of the doubt. Because remember, there's been a complete overhaul of players. He probably still needs to have that kind of money to spend as well as get be able to get in his players, which I think is a big ask when you have, oh, uh, uh, I mean, a, a, a director or a chairman that's not necessarily listening to you. So definitely, maybe I would still give him some more time. But for me, United still like lack the winning mentality. They are very, very inconsistent. And Solskjaer is not new in the job anymore. So that's something he needs to work on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we are not saying that, you know, he needs to get the sack because, yes, there is progress. Manchester United are doing much better this season than they were last. So, or at least reasonably better than they were last last time. So, there needs, but there needs to be a, the eventual aim needs to be for a Manchester United or Manchester City or any of the top or big six clubs. The aim has to be to win big tournaments and win them regularly. Absolutely. And speaking of big tournaments, I think it's time to move on to the Champions League quarterfinals. I want to know your thoughts match by match. And let's start with probably the easiest of the four matches. Chelsea versus Porto. What are your thoughts over there? Do you think Tuchel's side will run over Porto or do you think Porto stand a chance? No, I think a big, big opportunity for Chelsea. I think they've they've got a quite a favourable draw. 
in terms of Porto. Although any team that comes to a quarterfinal of a Champions League has done well for themselves, so they can always be a threat. But uh, you, I mean, if you have to pick one, you definitely pick Chelsea to go through on that that round. Oh, I I couldn't agree more. I'll be very surprised if Porto actually spring a surprise on Chelsea and manage to somehow get through the uh, to the semis. I'll be more than happy if they do, but I'll be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> Why would you be happy if Porto beat Chelsea, Chirag? Well, actually, I, I, honestly, it's not too much of a difference. I, I think Liverpool have a, a, a very favourable draw. I, I, I dare say they're playing the likes of Madrid. Madrid are not really in the best of form. It'll just take my three strikers a little switch. It's not yet given. This season, we haven't really clicked and... <laughs> And uh, I think we need to like find the on switch on on all our three strikers and and just turn that on and let them go unleash them. But once we do that, Madrid aren't any great shakes. I think we need to take revenge for what Ramos did to Salah. Not forgotten by me. Won't be forgotten by any Liverpool fans. Rest assured, won't be forgotten by Mohamed Salah. So I think it's going to be sweet revenge for Liverpool in that quarterfinal against Madrid. And then whether it's Porto, whether it's Chelsea, we will run them over and we will see whoever it is in that Champions League final and redeem our season. I hope that uh, for the sake of your prediction that Liverpool and the front three find that switch somehow because it's only a matter of switching on. But right now the switch is nowhere in sight. Things have a funny way of working out the pain. <laughs> that, that they do. Moving on to the... Tougher half, I dare say. How do you see it between Manchester City and Borussia Dortmund? A tougher half for sure. I mean, uh, between Bayern Munich, PSG and Manchester City, this, these would have been the three favourites to reach the final probably. Two out of these three would be the favourites to reach the final. But uh, I think against Dortmund, Dortmund are not very good defensively. They do like to play a lot of free-flowing football, attacking football. And that could be easily exploited by Manchester City and the kind of form they are in. So that, I don't think, should be much of a trouble for Manchester City. Are you sure? We could just press the activate button on Haaland and have him score a hat-trick and Pep... <laughs> just <laughs> be absolutely stunned by a Haaland performance and, and therefore, uh, you know, it, it, it'd be made evidently clear that he needs to go out and buy Haaland next season. <laughs> but uh, I, I think it's he's lost quite a few times in the quarterfinals. City have lost yes. quite a few times in the quarterfinals. So, it's going to be interesting. Any team that comes to the quarterfinals of a Champions League has a chance of getting through. But in my view, the clear favourites will be Manchester City. Uh, I, I definitely agree with that. And now to the last quarter, I, I, I think it's last season's finalists. It's Bayern Munich versus PSG. And do you think Pochettino can actually get to another Champions League final? Because this is probably his best chance, right? The PSG side is, I dare say, way stronger than Spurs side. So he has a chance. <laughs> he, has, he has Neymar and Mbappe. So, do you think he can do that? Or will Bayern, with a absolutely frenetic and informed Lewandowski and a star-studded lineup, prevail again? Well, I don't know how any team as good as PSG are can be confident of beating Bayern. Yes, they have a chance. They had in the last year's final as well. They had a, they had their chances of beating Bayern, but eventually Bayern prevailed. PSG didn't take their chances. But to do it over two legs will be a completely different story. And Bayern Munich, in the kind of form they are, in the kind of form Lewandowski is, 
uh, are going to be very tough to beat ideally this this is more like a semi final or a fa- final kind of a matchup but it's happening in the quarter final so whichever team does go out will feel like the season got cut short earlier than it should have but psg also doing quite well they're back on top of in the french league so pochettino is finding his team in his manner now and this is the perfect chance they played well against barcelona in the round of 16 and now this is the chance to earn that title so if you are to pick a winner from each quarter and then someone to win the champions league let's go bayern or psg bayern you've already said city liverpool yes. or madrid uh, this, this is the i think the toughest or the most even evenly contested quarters because uh, neither one of them is in great form absolutely uh, they're both playing badly <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's even in that sense but uh, i i think maybe uh, real madrid are in a better upward trajectory right now so i'll go with real madrid ooh i don't Although, need to ask you about clear, this match they're both so bad that the match will be good so <laughs> and and porto or chelsea you you chelsea, said you fancy yes, chelsea yes yes uh, and 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 your finalists Or, or just to win the league, to win the whole thing. I think basically whoever wins the Bayern versus City semi-final wins the Champions League. All right, they're paying some bold predictions. Let me make it very clear: it's going to be a Liverpool versus Chelsea semi-final, a Bayern versus City semi-final. I'm going to go Mia San Mia till the final. They're going to come against Klopp and the Cop, and that's when we're going to strike and Liverpool. will win the champions league once again okay then <laughs> it sounds uh, very lofty that prediction very hopeful but uh, you never know what can happen so let's wait and watch it'll be exciting for sure it's a good I, absolutely i've 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 paid jorgen klopp he knows what he needs to do <laughs> all right so four premier league matches one of them with arsenal and west ham united and arsenal making a strong comeback and you don't want to talk about it i don't because i think west ham <laughs> deserved that 3-0 victory no. i was wondering i was wondering whether it's going to come up <laughs> it was see west ham deserved the 3-0 victory if it was a 30 minute match after that uh, arsenal deserved the 3-0 victory if it was a 60 minute match and uh, overall i think it was a fair result of 3-3 but a very very good match i think if you were to watch that match as a neutral i don't think you may have seen many better matches uh, in the last few months or so i i couldn't agree more although having said that even though i'm a neutral i was actually rooting a little bit for west ham because they fully deserved the 3-0 lead at the start and quite frankly i think that moyes has done a wonderful job this season of getting west ham where they are add to that lingard still showing his form showing exactly why he's picked for england and uh, you know for, for me arsenal it's it's more of the same old same old right i mean a tale of two halves they're so bad in one and so good in the other and 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 still can't get themselves out of trouble so for me this was a chance where actually arsenal had the, the actual chance to pick up those three points move ahead in the table and obviously a lot of people a lot of other teams are doing them favors but arsenal didn't do themselves a favor by coming you know by taking three points there so for me uh, yes arteta you can see signs of it being arteta's side you can see the impact that martin odegaard has made on the side and i think it's going to be very very important that they really try and sign this man from madrid because he is definitely one for the future wherever whichever team he plays for So if I were Madrid, I definitely wouldn't let him go. But if you're an Arsenal supporter, it is evidently impo- important and evidently clear that they need a talisman 
of the talent of Martin Odegaard. Oh, definitely agree. In fact, all three goals, the play was started by Odegaard there. And it's definitely. And I think Real Madrid would be more keen on getting Odegaard back than they would be on Bale, I think. <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> and I think on that note, on the fact that Arsenal deserved those uh, that, that draw and, and a comeback 3-3. We can call it a night, pain. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Next week is the international break, but we will try and have something for you. Stay tuned. See you on the other side. Good night, everyone. Cheers. Cheers.